Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Flubber Chubs. Flubber Chubs. Flubber Chubs. Is that your rival Chubber Chubs brand? Yeah, uh, but aimed at fat kids. <laughs> Flubber Chubs. <laughs> what 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 do you do to you know make them for fat kids? Uh, lard, <laughs> lard, lard flavor. So they're oh, so they're horribly flavored with the really the the problem. Yeah, because it stops puts people off. It's like when it's you, like a dieting. Oh, you want to smoke? Well, you're going to smoke that whole packet right yeah. now. You got all smoke a wet cigarette that's been steeped in old coffee, and let it dry out. Now smoke that. See if you like it. <laughs> so okay, huh? fl- so uh, flubber chubs is it? Yeah, flubber chubs. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> but that's a new venture for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it'd be good. It's like our new weight loss lolly. Soon we won't need that Warner Brothers dollar. We won't. We'll have We're flubber chubs. Full of ideas, us. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a continuous cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. Proudly sponsored by Flubber Chubs, the <laughs> lardy pop for your lardy boy. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, Rob, so, our benevolent uh, network leader, has found the cartoon we couldn't find. He last has time. a fox and a fix. So we're getting to use uh, that really nice one. So it's uh, January 20th, 1951. We couldn't find it last time. We found like 30 seconds and tried to wax lyrical about that for a little bit. And we did. We did wax lyrical, but now it's time to see how accurate our lyrical waxing was. This is this is good, because like, at some point, well, at various points so far, we've been vindicated in our, in our wild speculation. Yeah. Now, we hopefully, having just imagined what, a cartoon, <laughs> what happens in a cartoon, uh, we'll be vindicated in that as well. Yeah. So uh, I think without further ado, we should uh, jump in and uh, watch A Fox and a Fix, which is a Hector number, if you'll remember, uh, from uh, January 20th, 1951. Let's watch the whole thing this time. All right. Thanks, Rob. He's a helpful chap, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I, I, I am a little bit confused about this episode, though. Okay, give me the, give me the, the issues. So, because uh, we ran through what the episode was last week, because yeah. we read that synopsis. So, yeah. Um. So my issue is, is this seemed to be kind of a retelling of the events from the fox. There was a voiceover throughout the whole thing, and it was from the fox, basically telling us what happened, and it ended. I want to. Know, I, I wonder if people play the archive footage back to him and he has to like he's giving a testimony of some kind possibly yeah but like because it ends with him being um basically uh, as as we discussed last week hector dresses up as a giant chicken um the fox tries to steal him and then gets scared and runs away that wasn't quite as i imagined it because he dresses up as the giant chicken but he's still just teaching him nice lessons because all the way through hector's just teaching him lessons and that and that one is to not get greedy yeah i think is i think he's um he's doing that because he knows he's the fox he doesn't believe he's the terrier he he knows yeah by that point he's he's caught on but i think he's doing that sort of like 
annoying them through being overly helpful. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, oh, should I pull out the chair? Or do you not want the chair pulled out that far? Uh, is it too warm? Is it too hot? Is it like, do you want to sit over here? Do, like, do you want this for your dinner? Or would you like this for you? Is that too much for your dinner? Is this not enough for your dinner? Like, doing that sort of thing where it's like, okay, that's just getting really annoying. And you are just trying to be helpful, but it's to the point where it's annoying. So I think I he's know. doing that to kind of I, annoy him off. I think he's... I don't think know. he's trying to help the fox. I don't he think he's trying to help gone. the fox in... Well, he's not trying to help the fox get the chicken. No. But he is trying to help the fox in general, I think. I don't think he is. Because, like, right at the I end... I think he wants the fox to change his ways. Mm, I mean, possibly. Uh, but either way, like, he ends up... The, the fox ends up getting... Well, thumbing a ride to get away from Hector. But the ride he thumbs is from a fox fur salesman. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he should have stuck around for lesson six. Don't yeah. get lifts with strangers. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, to be honest, if you're if you're thumbing a ride, you're probably getting lifts from strangers. Well, I think if you're anywhere. if you're hitchhiking and uh, you when they pull up and open the door, you are grabbed by the neck and swiped into the cab. I think that's definitely a point where you should become alarmed and probably. Yeah, I mean that's probably the reason why he's not a named character. Yeah, but yeah. Where's the voice coming from? Maybe you or, get away. maybe you or get away does then. the portal have the ability? to kind of you know get disembodied spirits and have that narrate what's happening i don't know was i don't the, think it's that way but was the the truck a front so like they needed like they didn't know that he was going to thumb a ride they were just going to go and pick up this fox possibly and quiz him about what's going on because we've noticed like we it's a two-toed hector it is a two-toed hector which means you know yeah, clone watch. It's, it's, we're we're on we're on clone watch. Then they call it clone watch. Clone watch. And also, uh, I mean, we definitely had some like direct ties with the two the two toad clones. We thought there might be something to do with the the, the Tweety cult there. Yeah. So, uh, so 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 do you think that they? So I think they want it. Like I think someone from the agency maybe needs to know. Right. Is also on clone watch basically. Yeah. And, uh, See that makes sense because that they that, pick that, up the fox, yeah. and actually they, it's not a fox first thing. They no. just need like, but they just needed a reason to be there. That what and going around was going swiping to, foxes, yeah. And so they just pop around, they swipe the fox, and then actually he's taken back to a base. Like they hook his eyelids open, like yeah. In and like, what did you see? They show him over and over again what's you know horrible shit, and then they yeah. go, you know. So tell, tell us, tell us what happened. And he's giving it a bet. He sounded pretty controlled there. He sounded like yeah. Maybe he's I, quite I, I don't think they tortured him into it because I don't think you need to torture people into going. What happened? Just leave yeah, it. but Close he didn't give them any information about the uh, the clone Hector really. Well, no, he didn't. But yeah, okay. I mean, that like that 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 makes a lot of sense to me because you know that way he's alive to do the voiceover. Also, uh, you know, yeah. When we've got these sort of past tense voiceovers about an event. Yeah, I think it's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's like sufficiently broad explanation. Yeah, that will I think cover a lot of bases in the future. I think it's a good assumption to work on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's a fox and a fix. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm glad we watched know, it though. Hector, he's being a helpful guy. I think. I think he's a nice dude. Yeah, but it's, but it's not Hector. Well, is it? I mean, it's a clone. So that clone. Well, is I don't a nice know because the Hector we've gotten used to. Do we think he's like? Do we think any of them are like the, the original Hector? Uh, very, very possibly not. No. Or do we just think one of the? I Hector think we would have to go to? back to the first time we saw Hector, and what? go. How many toes he got? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that we'll add that to a load of things that we say we'll do and we won't. We won't. Right. We'll, but we'll add that to the big long list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah, I think so. Keep adding to this list. Let's get on to some new stuff because that uh, that fell before most of our episode last week. Uh, yeah. So, Putty Tat Trouble was that yep. the last yeah. one we did? No, no, that, that, that's one we're watching okay. now. In, that's one we're watching now. I believe so. Yeah. I thought that was the last one last time. That was the one with the two cats and Tweety. I think we're watching Bunny Hugged. Let's pause for a second and we'll have a look. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, I know. Good. Well, let's <laughs> move on then. Uh, okay, so uh, we're watching... Uh, we're skipping one called Corn Plastered. I don't think we need to watch that because there's no, there's no characters listed. No. Although it is on a DVD called Porky and Friends. Hilarious ham. Yeah, I mean, I really wish we hadn't bought that DVD because <laughs> yeah. it seems to have corn plaster on. I don't think we're going to watch it. Yeah, it's a whole waste of part of a DVD which there. Which is a waste of part of it. Uh, but anyway, we're skipping that. We're watching Bunny Hugged, which is uh, Bugs Bunny and Crusher number. Amazing. Uh, from March 10th, 1951. Rocketing through 51. Are we? The Crusher then giving up boxing for wrestling. He didn't fight Daffy before. I've misremembered. He fought Bugs. Yeah, he did fight Bugs before. Uh, and this time, uh, he didn't really know he was fighting Bugs. He thought he was fighting the masked yeah, so, terror. So, but before that, Bugs was actually there as the mascot for, um, oh, what was the guy called? Something Ronald. Yeah. Uh, a, a denatured boy. <laughs> And he comes out like on a sort of on a platter. Yeah, it was really uh, weird. Like, like with and he was he's sort of like hedonism bot. But then when it comes to the wrestling match, he sort of just prances up. Yeah, to he, crush he it. ballets about the place. And I thought he? he was going to be elite because he was prancing around yeah. the place. So I thought it was just like, okay, well, this is going to be like one of those. But like Crusher screams being, in yeah, his face. And what I liked was when um, when Ronald's arms all went wibbly wibbly behind him. <laughs> like his arms were being blown in a breeze and yeah, they were just yeah. like useless just yeah. bits of cotton so uh, the crusher appears to be uh, the dragonborn yeah um, fuss rode all the guys fuss rowing back. all over the shop uh, but yeah so basically uh, uh, Bugs sees his, uh, his employer yeah. getting pummeled and he goes oh there goes my bread and butter and he dresses up is the Terry he has a word with the announcer, who uh, we're pretty sure in a sort of egghead situation is yeah. the potato that made. Yeah, it. he looks so much like a potato. <laughs> it's just like it's like I wonder wow. if like you know when a potato gets like an eye on it. Yeah, and then if, if, if it, you let that if it grow, gets, it just grows into a full body. Well, I'm thinking if it gets an eye on it, if it gets another eye on it, that's it. A body starts growing out the bottom. It's got two eyes. <laughs> it just needs a mouth then, and you're just done. And a suit, and then yeah. it's a, a boxing announcer, exactly. a wrestling announcer. Sorry, <laughs> but. uh so he has a word with the ref, and the uh, the uh, the guy goes. So there's a new challenger willing yep. to take uh, Ronald's place, and uh, it's Bugs, quite clearly in a you know in a very head rabbit sock. shaped <laughs> head sock. Uh, and yeah, he, he you know in a normal Bugs fashion just uh, torments Crusher. Now, yeah. uh, Crusher in this situation, like. He speaks more in this one. Like, yeah. But, but only when he's been hit in the face. Yeah, when he's or only been like hard. he just blah, like yeah. like uh, sounds like most Taz, of the time. Like, it sounds like yeah. Taz, yeah, yeah, a lot. Um but yeah, when he gets hit on the head, he can speak. Yeah. But you know, it's normal sort of like dazed sort of 
Yeah. Oh, I was just passing by and uh, Yeah. But basically Bugs just, you know, hammers him basically. He does a pretty good job because I think I think he realizes At the start, he, he's like, terrible. He, like, he can't fight them just using brute strength. Yeah, there's a lot of bits where he's trying to sort of like just wrestler's head throw his head. Yeah. And, and it's he just can't. Bugs hugging Crush's face. Yeah. But then he then he uses his brains and that's it. Like it's it's game over. It's game over. Uh, at the end, Crusher uh, goes to shake Bugs's hand, and everyone's like, "No, don't do it." And I don't know if they're saying it to Crusher or to Bugs. Presumably to Bugs. <laughs> you assume, yeah. Uh, uh, but Crusher yells at them and then does it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and he goes to shake his hand and then just yanks it and puts it in his mouth, and it's a stick of dynamite with a glove on it. Obviously. Now the nonchalance with which he does that, like, and the audience reaction suggests to me that that was just absolutely his intention. Yeah, he's trying and to the rip Crusher Bugs's arm off. Can with no real effort. Because he doesn't, like, yank it. No, no, no. He just shakes hand and pulls it. Yeah. So, like, the Crusher block, can, with though. no effort, rip a man's arm off. Or a... Yeah, but did you see how many muscles he had? Yeah, actually, at the start, that was quite harrowing. Like, he sort of tenses up, and it's kind of how you'd expect, and muscles then it just on, keeps muscles going, on, muscles on, muscles. and then he's just sort of a block. Yeah. It's like, that's not helpful, With his little man. dinky arms sticking out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's much to take from that one because Bugs just because at the start Bugs has lots of carrots. So a we know nothing's about. Well, we would normally nothing know that nothing is about to happen. But I also don't think he got those carrots from future Bugs. Uh, no, I don't. Think, I think they were one of the things he was getting from his. Employer. So I'm wondering, is this a thing happening that we've missed? Like, is this an important event? Or is this just Bugs bide, biding I mean, his time? Because he's just like, ah, I it's didn't a living. see anything important. That was the thing. Yeah, and I guess he was genuinely worried that his employment was yeah. on the line. So, yeah, I think he is actually just killing time at the moment. I think Bugs is taking somewhat of a backseat to proceedings at the moment. I think so. I think this, I think the, the wartime and directly after the war, like that sort of era... They were was, his big moments. Were, were, big, ...were big time for him, and I think it, like there'll be a big time for him again. But I think actually, uh, like, current timeline Bugs... Is yeah, is really just resting sort of, on his laurels. Sort of uh, stuck for stuff to do. Yeah, and the thing is, it, like, he's still got to eat. So yeah, you know, he's still got to have employment of some description. Yeah. So um, like we raised a question about Bugs's powers uh, mm. at some point in this. In that uh, at the end, he's got like this woobly arm. Yeah, he goes to like tense his arm, and it does that sort of comedy thing where it's like loop, and it just becomes like an anti-muscle. It's like a rope in the middle, but his hand's still supported, so it's yeah, like, up. Yeah, it's not rigid. We're wondering if he got some soil on the arm, <laughs> yeah, and accidentally like you know took Teleport. some of his structure to another yeah. dimension. Teleported his bone away, and then we it raised the question: Can Bugs just reach through? Uh, a portal does bugs have to travel well things like like if i'm thinking you know if it is just a portal then he must be able to just reach in he must be able to reach in uh i mean because we know it is a portal because of the one where he goes in the oven and makes that party makes that party well link goes builds a portal to that party in our world like the threshold And and then he leaves it open yeah so yeah it's um yeah, I think I think Bugs must be able to just reach through and do stuff, and I'm wondering why we don't see that more often. But maybe it's just because he doesn't want people to know that's in his repertoire. The thing is, is maybe we have seen it, we just haven't seen it. Because I imagine we, that's we, how we, he puts carrots in his own pack from the future. Yeah, he just opens a portal into the pack and drops carrots through. Yeah, just while, while current timeline Bugs is sleeping, he's just like... Yeah. Blip, 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 blip. Carrots. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that answered much. I think we should just... Uh, I think we should... 
skip on. And we're skipping on to quite a fun one by the looks of it. Uh, yeah, the next one's called Sentimental Romeo. Scent spelt as in scent. Which guess I, who's I, in it. Yeah, guess who's <laughs> in it. It's our boy Pepe Le Pew. Uh, and Penelope, who, if I recall correctly, is the cat. Yes, I believe she is. Uh, so, I mean, we don't tend to get much from Pepe Le Pew cartoons either, but they, they tend to be a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know... Even if we don't get much from it, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. So uh, we're watching uh, Sentimental Romeo uh, from March 24th, 1951. Do you think that was France? I don't think it was France at all. <laughs> There was a lot of Le Lemieux. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but what? But at that point, okay, so basically, it's like a park or a zoo, like yeah. somewhere in between, it would seem. Like, it's not a full on zoo. No. Uh, but uh, Penelope is there following this dude with the cart for feeding the animals. Yep. And he's like, oh, it's not for you, it's for the animals here at the zoo. Don't have any nourishment for you. No nourishment. Now, Penelope, by this point, knows all too well that she can effectively disguise herself as a skunk by painting a white stripe down her back. Yeah. Because that's what happens to her with alarming regularity. Yes. Um, So she sees, like, oh, there's a skunk enclosure. I'll be a skunk. I'll get one of those good steaks, because apparently that's what you feed skunks in fake fake France. In fake France, massive steak. Massive steak. Uh, Unfortunately for Penelope, uh, once again, the skunk she has encountered is that middle-aged divorcee, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise known. (laughs) Ogo Visavi, a.k.a. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, because the thing is, like, he's definitely not in France. He knows no French. Now, I know it's, you know, it says animal unique on his uh, enclosure, which suggests to me they've only got the one. Yeah. Uh, so that goes some way first to telling me that, you know, I don't, you know, I think may- maybe he's not on as good a term as he was with his, his former former wife and his family. Because uh, he's just living alone in a zoo. Ah, uh, no. So the thing is, is uh, well, maybe that's what I was just. No, we know what zoos are. A prison, yeah. He's been put there for um, sexual harassment. Obviously, he can get out though. Yeah, but the, so but, like, but I guess it's, zoos... a, it's a low security. It's a minimum. Yeah, security yeah. Prison. Because like his crimes aren't that bad. Yeah, the thing is, like, I don't he, think he... it's. I don't think it's going to be sexual harassment. I think it'll be something financial, maybe. I don't know, because the thing is, is that seems to be what would get him in, put into some I mean, sort it, of prison. I mean, it does, really, It's yeah. not really as financial But then it's problems. the 50s, so actually I don't think it would get you put in prison at all. Uh, he takes it beyond, I think, what was even acceptable even in the 50s, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so, uh, basically, she jumps in the enclosure, and Pepe Le Pew, in his usual Pepe Le Pew-ish way, yeah. uh, basically sets up the love trap, which he seems to be... Uh, provided with, which is why I think he's the only skunk there. Because I think yeah. they, they, they want there to be more skunks there. So they go, okay, okay, Michael. We'll give you, basically, uh, sort of blinds you can draw down all around your yeah. enclosure that make it look a like a fancy kit. French apartment. Yeah. We'll give you some champagne, like a nice little, you know, uh, table to sit at. Basically, all the things you need to, for a nice date yeah. in your fancy French, uh, you skunk know. Skunk lady friend. Yeah. But, uh, Obviously, Penelope's not into this. Uh, she escapes. Pepe Le Pew's uh, chasing her about. Yep. Uh, 
And I mean, that, like that does make up the bulk. That's the, of the bulk thing. of the I mean, episode. Like, you know, we do see um, Pepe's amazing speed. He is uh, yeah. outstanding at crossing distances. Uh, I also think because uh, Penelope, obviously, the last thing she wants is uh, you know uh, to get loved up by Pepe Le Pew. Mm. Uh, we've established that Penelope can't speak French because nope. there's the tunnel l'amour. Yeah, and uh, she, she just goes, goes straight, straight in. in there. It's like yeah. that is the last place you want to be. It yeah. works out okay because Pepe comes out presumably because it's dark. Yeah, uh, comes out just smooching some mustachioed man who uh, is so haunted by the experience he joins the foreign yeah. legion. What happened in that? So tunnel? what happened in that tunnel? We should be we should be happy that pretty much everything we've seen with Pepe Le Pew is a lights on sort of environment <laughs> because that guy did not look good. No, he went and joined the foreign legion immediately and fainted. Yeah, so he did. He's like, no, I'm done. Uh, like, what happened in there is enough. I'm out. So I don't know what Pepe did. I don't. I don't want to know because it had stopped. Whatever it was, it had stopped almost entirely. Like he was still like you know yeah. giving it giving it all the gab and like you know yeah, but the giving actual... him smooches and hugs. But it, like whatever deed happened in the dark in that tunnel of love. I'm glad we. Didn't I'm glad see we that. didn't see it. I'm glad the portal can't see into the tunnel. Yeah, I'm of glad love. there's no infrared <laughs> portal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, don't I mean, mean eventually, like Pepe just ends up getting caught by the zookeeper again and carted back in. Yeah, he's definitely zoo. intending to leave though. Like he's got his little, like he's 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 got yeah. all dressed up. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got, got his a jacket, jacket on. on. He's got all his, yeah, his striped shirt and his, his beret. Yeah, he's done. Uh, but he gets caught by the guy and Penelope gets away. Uh, good for her. Um, yeah, but. You know, they, maybe they, stop, they will meet again. Maybe I'm stop sure. painting a stripe down your back. I mean, this is the stop first time we've seen her actively, actively paint, yeah. paint a stripe down her back. It was agreed in the end, but I know it's too, it's too big of a risk. It is. It's too big of a risk, especially if you know you're especially if you're going to jump into and learn French. He surrounds himself with it because uh. that wasn't France. No. The question is, I mean, what it, reason did anybody but Pepe Le Pew have to set up an entirely French environment? I mean, like maybe it was like. Um, you know how you end up with sort of like different parts in towns um, that but like, are like little China, yeah, stuff like that. So maybe it was like little France or something. Petit France, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like I think we've got a nice window into France um, as much as they probably had a window into France. Got that window, good window there. That's a painting. Good window. For the benefit the tape cow's pointing at a painting. Yeah, it's like a window, and it's probably as French as their windows are getting. I don't know what you're talking about. You've gone quite mad. <laughs> I do go quite mad. <laughs> Basically, they weren't in France. Okay. Pepe Le Pew pulled down blinds, which had pictures of the Eiffel Tower and yeah, stuff but like all that. The and they were outs- the windows. Yeah, but all signs outside of that were also in French. Yeah, they did the like, lion was going, and- Le Roar. Yeah. Penelope Le Pew was going, Le Mew, Le Mew, yeah. which I don't think she was French. I think she was just trying to muck in. Do you, like, do you think she was the zookeeper's cat? No, I don't think so. No, I think she was just there. No, because otherwise uh, you I would hope he be. does have food for her, wouldn't you? Yeah, but not giant juicy steak. She probably gets like a tin of cat food. Look, if the skunks are getting fed steak, the zookeeper's cat, uh, like by the zookeeper, then the zookeeper's cat's going to get steak. Yeah, but but the zookeeper doesn't pay for the food for the animals. He'll take some uh, squirrel some away, won't he? Squirrel a steak away. <laughs> Surely. We've got Scott. nothing to talk about in this episode, have we? I don't think so. Uh, so, I mean, I think we've probably got time for one more, which makes me happy. 
Because it's those goofy gophers. I do like the goofy gophers. Like, I think this is going to be an episode where we establish nothing. But have a great time. But have a lovely time. Let's, let's, let's get involved. And then. the only people uh, who can guarantee a good time uh, is these goofy gophers in A Bone for a Bone from April 7th, 1951. Their power's in those playing cards all along. Yeah. They've got powers now. They have got powers. And also, they're incredibly polite. And just don't make enemies with them. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they don't really have a middle ground between uh, trying to deal with something the proper polite way. Yeah. And going, all right, then. You ask for it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is they only did one thing in there, which I... Well, sorry, two things, which I was like, are oh, they actively trying to hurt somebody? Because, like, I think they do have a middle ground. Because, like, there was a point where the dog reached his hand down the hole to grab them. And they were like, oh, I don't think he's going to give us any respite here. And they were like, okay, well, let's deal with this. So they tied his hand and then were tugging on it. And then the other one went out of a different hole with a glove on a bit of um, a hose. hose pipe. And then walked out as if they were dragging his whole they arm stretching through. his arm. And then put it across the road and then wait for a van to run over it and the dog got freaked out thinking that his arm had been run over. Yeah, so that, I think that's their middle ground because that was a... We're going to we're gonna scare you a bit. Yeah, I think my point is like there, there, there's no warning. There's no warning period. It's like, okay... They did ask him politely twice. Yeah, but there's no... Look, if you don't bury it somewhere else, you know, you've yeah. got it coming. But it's just like... That, and now it's happening. Yeah, but I think at that point it stops being polite. If, if you have to kind of go, look... You're just being ridiculous now. Stop it. Stop burying your bone here. We've asked you twice. Yeah. Like yeah, I suppose that, they can't do that. Yeah. They just have to move on to psychological warfare. Yeah, and part of that is being scarily polite. Yeah, I think it's important. But we found out that, you know, basically at one point they get the dog to pick a card. Yeah, doing a card trick on him. And uh, he draws the card and he looks at it and he's got a stick of dynamite on it which burns down and blows up. So... They're like cards that they're constantly playing gin rummy with. Yeah. Like, they can just put whatever on that. Yeah, they've got interesting suits. I reckon they could just they just put whatever on it. Yeah. They just hand it over and it's whatever they want it to be. It's like a psychic paper. Yeah. But, but, but one works. step above. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just, it could just be anything. Uh, that was good. I, I liked that one. Yeah. Good fun. I enjoyed that. But again, not much to say. We, I'm glad they've got powers. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the goofy gophers are just trying to mind their own business. Yeah, they're just getting on with that. They just wanted to sit life. and play gin rummy, and but not even not even properly. No, you know, it's just, they were playing it incredibly politely. The yeah, it's was just going, like, do you mind oh, if I draw again? It's like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I gin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like you've lost. It's like five times in a row. Yeah, presumably because he just lets him draw as many cards. Yeah. He uh, likes it's just like, uh, would you like to lose again? It's like, yes, let's. Yeah, it's just <laughs> all right. Just enjoy each other's company. Yeah, it's great. I really, I really like the goofy golfers. I don't know. I feel bad about this episode because I just I've, we've gained nothing. Um, I mean, nothing of any sort of like great substance. But we now know that the goofy golfers have powers, and that might uh, impact on how we view them at a later point. Yeah, and we know the Hector from the. The fox in a fix is a clone Hector, or think yep. he is. He's got the two toes, and, we've got, like, and we know that the agency are looking into them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty hung up on the idea that you know, any, any, like very, very conveniently placed 
truck basically yeah is is you probably go, is it yeah it's especially like, around it's like a hector in, yeah it's like in a film where like there'll just be the 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 florist's truck across the road and it's yeah. it's you know it's got all surveillance equipment in it like that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking yeah. so i'm pretty happy with that uh, and we also from pepe's we also got that pepe is in prison for an, uh, a minimum security prison for an unknown reason an unknown currently. reason but yeah like yeah we're not sure possibly what. tax evasion but it's cushy like he's clearly gets his way a lot oh yeah but it, like, it, you know it's full-on minimum security it's yeah with all the mod cons he's got champagne in there yeah he's got champagne and steak dinner maybe it's alcohol free champagne I still think that's a bit cushy. Well, maybe sk- maybe skunks are an endangered species. Maybe. And he's in there. It did say animal unique. Yeah. Maybe he's the only skunk in the universe. Poss- I mean, why not? What no. happened to his wife? Yeah, one of his wife and kids. <laughs> kids. Yeah, you know, I can't be. He must be the only skunk he would in be fake sad, France. You that's would it. Yeah. Why is it fake France? That's, that's, I don't, that's, yeah. I'll have a think about it. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Uh, sorry, everyone, for the, you know, pretty non- <laughs> non-revelatory episode. It's just sometimes it happens that way. Yeah. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed watching the Goofy Gophers anyway. Because, uh, you I know, did. they're always... Uh, they're, we did. Yeah. We always do. Uh, because they, they always cheer us up. Um, if you like the show, uh, please uh, leave us a review, especially if you uh, listen on iTunes. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, otherwise, please just tell people. We don't pay for any advertising anywhere. Uh, so apart from, uh, you know, a couple of uh, sister podcasts that we do ad swaps with, like, yeah. it's really down to word of mouth entirely. So if you like the show, you know, there's a reasonably high chance that someone else you like will also like the show. Yeah, you can get leaflets print up, reasonably cheap, I found, and also get a banner. You can get a banner made. Uh, reasonably cheap so just get a banner made telling everyone how much you love uh, Space Jam Continuum yeah, and then yeah, put it up or just, or just use your mouth or, you know, or get a banner made or, or use that social media because we know sure, we sure don't nah yeah yeah we should I'm not going to even say it I was going to say we should get on that I'm not even going to bother nah like, it's not going to happen it's not is it really uh, as has become customary we like to uh, leave uh, you all on a song uh, Pepe Le Pew uh sung some of a uh, baby face in the episode so we, we'll give you the whole of that and uh i mean the best version we've found is unsurprisingly al jolson because if al jolson's done a version of anything it's amazing because uh, he has that sort of randy newman thing where he sounds sort of surprised about every word that comes out yeah. of his mouth uh so uh we're gonna leave you with baby face uh this version is by al jolson otherwise uh we'll see you next week have a good one yeah. bye Baby Bay, you got the cutest little baby Bay. There's not another one could take your place. Baby Bay, my poor heart is jumping. You sure started some more, baby face. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fine embrace. I didn't need a shove, cause I just fell in love with your pretty. Oh, you got a baby face. Oh, baby face. Got the cutest little, oh, you got a baby face. There's not another one could take your place, baby face. My poor heart is jumping. You should have started some more, baby face. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fond embrace. The stars and moon above know that I'm in love with your pretty baby face. Oh, baby face. 
Oh, you've got the cutest little baby ray. There's not another one could take your place, oh, baby face. My poor heart is jumping. You should have started some more, baby face. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fond embrace. You're like a breath of spring when Jolie sings about your baby face. 